Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2, Return of the Sketchfellows. This is In the Alley, episode 2. Jesse shakes its head. Hello everyone, <laughs> It's this is episode 5 of the podcast, the Epis- second episode of the In the Alley segment. Episode 5 of the podcast, episode 2 of In the Alley, just to clear it up. Right. I'm Jesse Harder. I'm uh, Richard Dobbins. And we're the creators of The Sketchfellows. Yep. A brand new comedy podcast bringing you all kinds of fun, silly, dramatic experiences. In the style of radio stories. Radio shows, yeah. Um, Yeah, because we love writing stories and we have all these stories we want to tell people about. And this was the best way we could think of to do it. We're not very creative. We just thought, yeah, I guess a podcast will work. I mean, everybody's doing it these days, right? Right, right. Plus, you don't get to see our ugly, ugly faces. Because who wants to see our ugly, ugly faces? Oh, come on. (laughs) You're not that ugly. Oh, Jesse, you flatter me. (laughs) You know know what they say about voice actors, right? It's just a nice way of calling someone ugly. Because it's true. I believe I believe the phrase is radio pretty. Radio pretty? Am I radio pretty, Jesse? You are radio pretty, Richard. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, now that you've heard all about how pretty we are. Um, oh, I never said Jesse was pretty. Jesse, you're pretty. Thank you. Now you that you've heard... You heard that right. I'm pretty. He's radio pretty. Yeah, okay. Now that you've heard how pretty we are, um, yeah, so we are the creators of this awesome podcast that you're listening to right now, and you're probably wondering what the heck this podcast is all about. Um, if you're not a new listener and you've been hearing our other episodes in from the past two months, uh, you probably have a better idea of what this podcast is about. Um, so we it all started uh, a year ago, not quite a year ago. I don't think it was that long ago. It was that long. It was like last fall. It was like so last it's, fall. So it's getting there. It's getting there. About it's a year there. ago. About a year ago, we came up with this idea. Um, I had just started investing in a home recording setup, and I was telling Jesse about it. And Jesse said, oh, that's really cool. I have this uh, audio story that I had written. Should I tell them about it? You can tell them about it, because you know more about it than I do. Basically, I have a history of writing some stories and at one point in the past i wrote one with a friend and we would write back and forth through email and i got bored while waiting for his email responses so i started screwing around on my computer with GarageBand and started recording one of recording the story the two of us were working on that went fantastically given that i was doing all the voices, male and female, and the narrator. He so, had the, you had the little uh, the the chipmunk squeaky voice. Yeah, I used a shifter. lot of pitch al- alteration yeah. stuff. I um, yeah, I'm not I'm not very we, good with accents, so I only had a certain number. Basically, I stopped when I ran out of voices that I was able to do. <laughs> it, but Richard seemed to like this. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I, I I definitely saw the potential in it. Uh, and I went through and dug through some of my 
old collection of fiction that I had been writing over the years. And I was always, I always thought I was terrible at writing fiction because I could come up with ideas and start writing. And then as soon as I came up with three or four tangents, I would go, Oh no, I, uh, too many to handle. And I would stop. Um, but with the sort of the format of this radio show is great because, you know, it's, it's, everything's episodic. So you can write a storyline that's, you know, 10 minutes long and then that's it. Uh, and then, you know, the only hard part is with some of our segments, we have recurring characters. So we have to kind of come up with the concepts for the characters and keep them going. Um, which is not too difficult once you kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I have always, if I've ever had an issue with any of my stories, it's I hate endings. Conclusions are great. I love conclusions, but I hate for things to end. And I, for the most part, have never really come up with an idea where I knew how I wanted it to end. Because I never wanted it to end. I just wanted to continually experience the adventures of the characters I'd come up with. Right. So part of that is why I never ever really tried to move forward with anything i wrote as far as doing anything with it but when richard proposed that we could do this podcast and that it would actually be a way of delivering one of my ideas to people i i well actually i admit my first reaction was can we actually pull that off <laughs> and he was like yes we can I'm and an so i was like okay if you say so i'm on board i'm an ambitious son of a bitch that's uh Richard is an ambitious son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just um, going to say the phrase ambitious son of a bitch a lot. And, um, and yeah, so I was kind of the one that said, yeah, no, this is, this is totally doable because I'm crazy and I can never be too busy. And one of the <laughs> major reasons that my original audio recording thing stopped and didn't go anywhere, and I only show it to friends, is because I only had myself as a voice actor, but with it actually put in my head by Richard that this could be a thing and could work, I actually went through the effort of recruiting friends. So, for the most part, a lot of the voices that you will hear or have heard in the episodes of our podcast are done by our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now we've now we've got, you know, sort of a uh a um an army of collaborators, friends, friends uh working are. together on this podcast, you know. Some that you've heard and some that you will hear. Some that you may not ever hear, but you'll get to hear their stories. Um because they're writing stories for us and 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 you know, getting 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 featured and and, and even more who may one day draw art for us. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, we're we're we got a quite a production under our belts here. Um and we're always working to bring you more episodes and and keep this thing going for as long as we feel like it. <laughs> as long as we can. As long as we can. And uh, heck, I enjoy it and I love it and I want to keep it going as long as we possibly can. This I don't like my... endings, so hopefully Jesse this... Jesse, it's on the record. Jesse hates endings. This so will never hopefully end. this never ends this until will never end until we decide that it will end. Or die. It will not end. No, because we'll have other people. We'll bring on... We'll pass it on. It'll never end, Jesse. Or we could upload our consciousness to um, 
some kind of yeah digital. hopefully hopefully by the time we're 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 near death there'll be that technology around yeah. we'll just exist on like the cyber network we'll have a cyber network podcast that all the other like cyber uploaded people people can hear yeah yeah that'll be fun that'll be fun one day one day anyway um i think it's time to cut to a commercial break we're going to take a little uh quick break here and then we'll um uh, give you a word from our sponsors. So stay tuned. You've seen wrestling, but you haven't seen the biggest wrestling event to grace this earth since Hercules himself fought every animal in the Athens Zoo. Get ready for Gladiators of the Universe! This weekend, don't miss the wrestling event of a lifetime when all the biggest, baddest fighters on earth do get out in over 90 minutes of pure, unadulterated violence. Featuring Professor Vile Driver, the Defenestrator, Genghis Dad, and Black Betty, fighting in a free-for-all cage match suspended 30 feet above a tank of starving piranha fish. Don't wait! Order the world's biggest wrestling matchup for the low, low price of just $89.99. Call today! Whew. So we'd like to tell you a little bit about each of the segments that, if you've listened to the other episodes, you've heard already. But our podcast has three main, well... Four segments, three of which are stories. And the fourth one is this, just us rambling on and on about the other three segments. <laughs> or this one can be a lot of things. You'll hear us talking to you from time to time. You'll hear improv or our sponsors. Uh, music. We've got sponsors. Sponsors. How do you do air quotes with your voice? Uh, I don't question. Know. There's got to be a way to do it. Oh, wait, it's... Our quote unquote sponsors. There you go. There you go. Yes. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So lots of stuff will happen in this segment. Uh, you know, music, improv segments, funny little bits of segments that we've written that don't really fit into the other three that we have. Um, kind of our conglomeration of uh, this one's the wild card. Yeah, the wild card. The you know whatever whatever you want to call it. But we'd like to tell you a little bit about the other three, and we want to start with the Library of Shadows. Right, so the Library of Shadows was the first full-length episode. Full-length episode that was released uh, about a month, over a month ago. Um, the Library of Shadows is one, was one of the segments that we came up with uh, to kind of encamp, uh, encapture the feeling of the old-time... Uh, Radio mystery, radio mysteries, horror, uh, horror, horror genre, uh, calling to mind, uh, you know, TV shows like uh, uh, the the um, uh, the Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt, um, anything in that vein, uh, and so, but we wanted to do it in a way that could feature uh, sort of one-off segments because you know rather than have a recurring storyline uh, as we do with the other two segments that we're featuring. Uh, Library of Shadows is sort of one-off uh, every week, or every, every time an episode rolls around, it'll be a different uh, story. With the uh, potential for continuation. Potential for continuation. So you know, it's not, yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally not not out of the question. Um, uh, as you might have heard with the first episode, uh, you know, it ended in kind of a cliffhanger. So we'll see if we ever see um, Arthur and David again. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the curator just doesn't like them, and he'll just like burn that book after he's done reading it. But I don't know. It doesn't seem much like a thing that the curator would do. Burn he would never burn his, his books. Yes, he would give them to children. 
<laughs> okay. Because because children need to learn how to read. And what better way to learn how to read than to be scared to death while you're reading? Okay. Okay. So the way that we've been coming up with the stories for the Library of Shadows um, varies, it varies greatly. Uh, the first episode was actually a story that Jesse had written. I play role-playing games. I've run some, and one of the games that I ran, or have run in the past, is Call of Cthulhu. Now, I wrote my own mission for Call of Cthulhu and called it The Manor of Madness, and it was based around the players ending up in a haunted mansion where the doors would lead to other places and so some of what you heard as the manner of madness stems from my original concept but i have since had other people run the mission their own way and richard took it and rolled with it his own way right. uh none of the characters were ones i created or at least not necessarily as i created them i think the only one that the only two that are remotely like things from the original mission are uh what was it vincent the ghost yeah the ghost the ghost and, and the, the 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 owner right the owner yeah. the blue fog the blue fog um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that so like Jesse said, that episode was was something that he had come up with a long time ago. Um, I sort of took the outline and in my head ran a ran a game, you know, and thought, okay, well, you know, if I had these two characters, what would they do? Where would they go? How would they get stuck in the mansion? And uh, so we came up with that, and that was that was, I mean, that was like I think I think it was our earliest script. That we had, that we at least the script story that we had come up with, because it was already kind of in place, and then we just kind of took it and adapted it for a radio podcast audio yeah. story format. Um, yeah, so that one was a, a was a lot of fun to do. Um, a lot of lot of potential, a lot of at least that one is sort of uh, to me. I enjoy the idea of it the most because, like we said before, it's all they're all one off episodes. Uh, with the potential for part twos and part threes and whatnot, uh, but they're all one-off episodes, so we don't—we're not tied down to any one series of characters. We can have throwaway characters. We can have new settings. We can have new time periods. You know, uh, and so it's kind of a, a great way to 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 give ourselves a little bit more freedom when we're writing and casting these uh, these episodes. All right. Yeah. So. So. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the other two episodes uh, coming up. Um, we're gonna take another short break. Uh, another message from our sponsors awaits you. Sponsors. Sponsors. Air quote. Sponsors. Quote unquote. Sponsors. Right. You've seen wrestling, but you haven't seen wrestling so out of this world. From the studio who brought you Gladiators of the Universe comes the next biggest thing to leave this planet. Gladiators of the Universe. In space! It's an all-out, no-holds-bar showdown. Watch the singularity face on Dad Andre the Giant in the Dyson Ring. Speeding 300 miles above the Earth at over 17,000 miles per hour. 
no gravity, no rules, just two of the biggest names in the universe. Will Singularity defend his title as champion of the cosmos, or will Andre tear the reigning champ onto Uranus? Find out this weekend. Don't delay. Order now! Awesome. Welcome back. We are now going to talk about my favorite segment, where we take you on a journey through time and space. Space, space, space. Fabled Frontiers. The epic, epic of Captain Valerie Troy and Admiral John Marshall, two of the Solar Collective's most decorated officers uh, on their journey through the stars. If you think this sounds a lot like Star Trek, you're probably right, because it does sound like Star Trek. It's <laughs> both Richard and I are fans of Star Trek. I'm also a huge fan of parody. Indeed. And so anything that exists within the realm of science fiction is not safe when it comes to Fabled Frontiers. Because I will take it, and I will parody it. And even even things outside of the realm of, fable, of, uh, of science fiction uh, are not safe. Indeed. Because I enjoy parodying everything. Without giving too much away for the future, uh, I enjoy a wide variety of television, and nearly every show that I enjoy has a has a Fable Frontiers episode written about it. Maybe not written about it, but but conceived somewhere in my mind, and eventually it will see the light of day. Most of will... which I I believe our format for the Fable Frontiers titles have all been puns yes every one of them just about yeah what was the well the first episode autopilot uh didn't play, play on words um play on words uh the upcoming episodes play on words uh, as you'll see when they get released uh and so on and so forth um yeah so fable frontiers is is silly very silly in general uh i i find that Richard is a bit funnier than I am when it comes to the writing, but it's okay would, because I'm prettier. I would, uh, I would say, I would say we are an equal funniness, but my style of funny is more silly okay. and immature. Richard is sillier. I'm than sillier I am. than Jesse. Jesse can be silly. How many times do you think we can say the word sillier? Silly, 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 silly. That was, what, like 20 times so far? I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. We'll have a silly counter later at some point. It'll go ding when there's silly. What is the point of that? They can hear the word silly. That's just for me to keep track. It's silly! <laughs> I suppose <laughs> it is. Uh, enough about me being silly. Um, ugh. So you were saying that Fabled Frontiers is, uh, in general, going to be silly. Oh yeah, um, very much so. Um, even the characters are, the characters themselves are huge parodies of famous, uh, you know, characters from science fiction and from other other similar media. Um, the character of of uh, John Marshall is very much like the the you know he's the, the 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 head of the ship. He's the macho man in charge. But he's a total buffoon. He's like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, a super exaggerated version of of of, of Captain Kirk. Uh, you know, he's kind of the, the 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 suave dude in charge, and and but but a lot of the times he's he other other crew members can shine above him, and there are many opportunities for him to do so. 
Um, but Captain John Marshall comes along and says, no, I'm larger than life and I'm here to do, to do, take it all on. And sometimes that gets everyone in trouble. And it gets everyone in trouble. And sometimes it gets everyone out of trouble. Yeah. Um, As kind of funny how that the works. first episode. Yeah, kind of funny how that works. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think of him as Fabled Frontier's Captain Jack Sparrow. He's not the only protagonist. He's not the only one that things are about. Right. But he's the goofy, silly one who people tend to like to hear from. Yeah. Because he's silly. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, so there's the other crew members. There's uh, the actual one in charge, Captain Valerie Troy, um, who's kind of a uh, an embodiment of, like, Captain Janeway from... Voyager, Voyager. and uh, um, other other similar, you know, like uh, 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 strong leading female characters. Um, And she is definitely in opposition to pretty much everything that Marshall does. Um, And that sort of brings out elements of her character. It also brings out elements of Marshall's character when the two of them, you know, butt heads. Um, And so there's an interesting dynamic between those two. Well, you know, you'll get to see a lot more of that as they as the uh, episodes go on. I think it's kind of epitomized by that that one line you wrote where she's like, "What were you thinking?" And he says, "I don't think." That is, I think that who, can yeah, who has sum up their relationship in in the crew in the cast of the ship. Um, yeah, the other characters, this is sort of the the supporting characters on the on the ship. The the first mate, uh, Anderson Scarlet. Um, who actually Jesse portrays um, and quite it, well. And, and it is worth mentioning, since it wasn't, that Richard uh, portrays Marshall. Of course. Yeah. And I do, yes, I do Anderson Scarlet. Mm-hmm. So we, um, yeah. Scarlet is somewhat inspired by the Red versus Blue character Simmons, for those of you who know what Red versus Blue is. He's supposed to be kind of, kind of a... You know, kiss, he, kiss. he he kisses ass and he likes to follow the rules to a T. Yes, and uh, he has immense respect for Captain Troy and less for John Marshall. Still has respect for John Marshall, he, but he, less he, than he, he does for... He respects authority and the chain of command, right? but does not so much respect Marshall's methods. Yes. So he's often conflicted uh, because he knows that Captain Troy is often the one who's correct and 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 this you know the, sort of the the smart uh, decision to go with, uh, but he also knows that the admiral's orders supersede the captain's orders, and so there's some funny situations that he gets himself into later on where he's kind of torn between the two and he's not really sure which way to go. Because he's, you know, stuck between common sense and duty, which, when it comes to the Admiral, are often mutually exclusive. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And then um, the last of the current pro- protagonists, the, the, the last so of the, the current protagonists for Fabled Frontiers is the pilot. Pip. Pip Pemberton. Who um, is... Unlike the rest of the characters, he is inspired by another character. But it is a character who also comes from a... It was a a role-playing group 
that that I ran actually. So Jesse mentioned earlier that he runs that he used to run a Call of Cthulhu group, and that's where the Library of Shadows Manor of Madness came from. Uh, a few years ago, we ran a uh, Serenity tabletop, which is based on you know the the Firefly universe uh, from the the, the the beloved TV show. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Indeed. Uh, the uh, and so we we ran a, a, a tabletop with a crew of a ship. And our good friend Sam decided, or uh, had created a character who was the pilot of that ship, and uh, whose name was, is Rod. His name is Rodney McGee, and he was the silliest character I'd ever seen. Uh, he was, he was like I said, he was the pilot of our ship, and he was always drunk. It's worth noting that Sam is one of the silliest people you will ever meet. Exactly, yeah, it, it was a match made in heaven, and and so. When we came up with this idea to do this uh, uh, Fable Frontiers, this this space san- science fiction parody, and had show, Sam as um, one of the people that and and so would be a voice actor for right, us, right, right, right. So so we came up with this idea to do Fable Frontiers, and I almost immediately said we need to have Sam come in and do his Rodney McGee character uh, because he was he had us busting up laughing every time we <laughs> we did it we had a session and uh so i said we got to write his character in here somewhere so we took his character modified it a little bit so that he would kind of fit with the with the rest of the crew uh better and uh and so then there's there you have pip pemberton um probably the silliest pilot in the solar collective Um, and yet somehow also one of the best also one of the best inexplicably um we don't really know will we explain it one day I'm not sure that we know ourselves. <gasps> Stay tuned to find out. Oh. Yeah. Right, so enough about that. Um, we're going to cut to another break, and we'll get back to you real soon here. We're going to talk about our last segment, The Crossroads. Jesse will do most of the talking since that's his segment. Um, yeah, so we'll get right back to you after this word from our quote-unquote sponsors. In every age, there is a champion. One whose strength is unmatched, and whose title remains uncontested. But for the first time in history, a true champion of the champions will be named. This weekend, on Gladiators of the Universe, one person will stand above all others and be named... The Greatest Warrior in History! Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as the most deadly names in history battle it out on the world stage. Hercules, Rambo, Conan the Barbarian, Thor, Ragnaros the Fire Lord, Doctor Doom, and your defending champ, the greatest warrior in history, John Cena! This is one event you won't want to miss. Catch all the planet-shattering action this weekend on pay-per-view for just $39.99.99. You gonna catch that? Um, I don't know. I've I've never been one for wrestling myself. Yeah. I mean, me neither. But I mean, they just sold it so well. I mean, you gotta, I know. it does sound pretty epic. You gotta admit. Oh, I mean, if I, if anyone could get me to watch wrestling, it's it's definitely them. Oh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I guess I'm going to talk more for a while, given that the Crossroads was originally my idea, which Sure. What does that, what is that supposed to imply? (laughs) Sure, it was all your idea, Jesse. 
I conceived of the crossroads before I met Richard. So, but, but I didn't tell you about the part where I time traveled back to when you were in high school and inceptioned the idea to you. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) It happened, folks. Anyway, I came up with the original idea for the crossroads about six years ago. And the original idea was that some person, it ended up being Angela, would somehow develop the ability to DJ without any prior experience and no reasonable explanation. And from there, I started thinking, well, what would the explanation be? Where would this happen? And that's how I came up with The Crossroads. And then I proceeded to populate it with characters that I thought were interesting and fun to write about. Mm -hmm. In addition, I actually conceived of this out-of-nowhere DJing ability while playing the game DJ Hero. Yeah, it was was based on a real-life experience. Uh, Definitely, because I felt like playing that game, it was just like being able to DJ (laughs) with no other prior (laughs) experience. made you feel like a DJ. Guitar Hero, not so much, but DJ Uh, Hero. DJ Hero. Having no prior DJ experience, Jesse felt like he was the world's master DJ. I didn't, but I thought it would be cool if a character (laughs) did. So, that's where the idea came from. And now you've had a chance to hear some of those characters in that setting. And for the most part, where I hope to see it going is that the crossroads will be slightly, slightly more serious than Fabled Frontiers. Slightly? It's a lot, okay. It's significantly like, more serious than Fabled Frontiers. We're talking day and night here. <laughs> okay. So the crossroads will be more serious than Fabled Frontiers. I would still like there to be some humor in it for entertainment right. purposes, but it's supposed to be more character-driven, um, focus more on the development of the characters and the interactions between them, as well as the mystery of the crossroads for the crossroads. There is a lot more to the crossroads than meets the eye, and I'm hoping that you will come to learn all of its secrets, as Angela does. One day. One day. When you're older. Are you trying to relate this to, like, the birds and the bees or something like that? <laughs> Jesse, that's that's going to be the, the big reveal for The Crossroads. It's going to be, the last episode is going to be a sit-down, and Jesse's just going to, like, give you the talk. Spoilers! I'm... Yeah, I, I think we're just going to throw the whole segment away now. Richard's just, just spoiled, I just spoiled the whole thing. everything. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Bye no. bye. Peace out. No, it was I'm. Fun. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's sort of the gist of the crossroads, straight from the Jesse's mouth, about as much as I could tell you without as much as Jesse could tell you without because anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely hate spoilers. Yeah, I mean, you really don't want to tell them about. Yes. Do not mention. And the fact that 
James is actually you know, or the fact that Angela and Viola so yeah, that's uh that's about all we can say about that without um, giving you too many spoilers without giving away too many spoilers um yeah so uh we're gonna take one more break here uh we are actually have a song for you guys yeah this break uh, is a bit different a little bit different a little bit different um we got a new uh a good friend of ours has a new musical project happening and uh we thought we'd give him a little bit of uh airtime on our podcast uh, so take a listen. This is Fudge Supreme singing, We, open parentheses, don't, close parentheses, suck, open parentheses, live, close parentheses. Or, we don't suck live. Horror songs sound so much better before we record them. Do we just suck? Or is it the microphone? Do we just sound bad through microphones? In my head, the song was just perfect. So I pressed some buttons and all of a sudden we were recording And I was not ready and the recording did not rock at all Our voices suck So they don't suck live. So they're trying to tell us that, that they sound great live. But we don't know because I wasn't live. We just got to take their word for it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they didn't suck. No. Like, they were great. I just, now I want to know if they don't suck live. We basically need to have 
to hear them live. We need to hear them live. And everyone else says too. Yeah, somebody, yeah, we need to hear them live. It'll happen eventually. Get in touch. Get in touch with the band. Fudge Supreme. Fudge Supreme. Uh, they got a SoundCloud. Check them out. Google that. We don't suck live by Fudge Supreme. Anyway, speaking of promotion, you know what goes well with promotion? What, Richard? What goes well with promotion? Self-promotion. Ooh, because the best not only, kind of promotion. Right, because not only does Fudge Supreme have a website, we have a website. We have a website, <gasps> oh. we have a Facebook, we have a Twitter. We have almost everything. We're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. We, there is no way you cannot get a hold of us. Send yeah. pigeons our way. We'll read those. Yes. We would very much love your support. And there are numerous ways that you can do that. S- subscribing to the podcast on iTunes. Leaving comments. Following us on Twitter. Facebook. Telling a friend. Telling a friend. Word of mouth. Please tell friends. Is the best way to spread things. You know, you know the best way to spread things is with your mouth. Or a butter knife. If you want to contact us, check out our website, thesketchfellows.com. Um, you can check out our contacts page. We've got our email, sketchfellows at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash sketchfellows. Our Twitter handle, at uh, sketchfellows. Uh, check us out there. Subscribe. Keep up to date on when new episodes are coming out. Uh, any other news that we've got related to our podcast. Um, yeah. Spread the word. Tell your friends. So check out our episodes every other Thursday morning, same time, same place, subject to change. Uh, yeah. So that's our show for tonight. Thanks for tuning in. From the old dumpster behind Safeway, I say goodnight, America. From the back streets to Beverly Hills, to the desert fields and the frozen lakes, and all the ships at sea. Oh, oh come on! It's so cool though. Yeah, but we already are you, saying, did... are you are you hating on America? No, but we Do already you not did that joke. Want to hear the national anthem? No, we already did that joke. And fine, those... I'll play the actual theme song, outro music. Thank you.